0: to the 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson and Barton Simmons. The ultimate insider's guide from signing day to the national championship game and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast.
1: The regular season of our season-long locks competition has come to a close, and it is at this time that I feel like we should congratulate the regular season champion, Mister Barton Simmons, with a final regular season total of plus twenty-two. Barton, congratulations! Um, what are you going to be doing with this trophy?
0: Uh, well, I don't know. I think what I've, what's supposed to happen is you guys are supposed to buy me all the alcohol that I want next time we're in Fort Lauderdale together. So, um, I'll just I'll just hold it over your heads until that gets done.
1: Hey, as, as, long as, as long as you are willing to, to hang out at Jesters with us and throw darts, we'll, uh, <laughs> those, those, those Miller lights are cheap. We can probably swing that. Uh, yeah, to, I'm,
0: I'm a cheap date. Bud Light's all I need. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, all right, to review our, our, final, uh, our final round in the regular season, uh, Barton cashed on Clemson minus 9.5 in the Auburn-Georgia under, missed on Ohio State by half a point, and uh, missed on ULM, so that is a net zero and plus 22 for the season tom missed on usc ohio state boise state north texas hit on the clemson miami under georgia plus two and a half and the akron toledo over minus one uh so that is for the week plus 10 for the regular season tom finishes in second place tom any any last words as we uh, head into the postseason
2: I don't. I don't get a trophy for second place. You don't
1: get a trophy for second place. This is.
2: This is I thought you were a millennial,
1: <laughs> Chip. Uh, bringing up the rear, cash Stanford plus four and the Clemson Miami under missed on the Auburn Georgia over and <laughs> missed horribly on the uh, UCF Memphis under. Uh, I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I think I put that one to bed uh, in the third quarter uh, before the double overtime. Uh, I think it was what it was a final total of like one thirty by the end of it.
0: You had a couple under just massacres this year, didn't you? Yes, Absolutely. Those are the best kind.
1: Oh yeah, because uh, nothing really reveals uh, the, meaningless of it, the meaninglessness of it all like quite to see the under eighty two get smashed midway through the third quarter. <laughs> so here's the here's the game. We are going into the postseason. We are going to have a pick for every single bowl game, but not all bowl picks are the same. Uh, and so we want to be able to assign some values of confidence. Some unit plays, some stars. So we're going to go in one through five uh, on our value assessments of each pick, and uh, and we're going to pick them all. So I mean, this is it. We're re-racking. Everybody is back to net zero, and uh, and Barton. I mean, you are you're the defending champ right now. So uh, lock me up.
2: We're picking locks.
0: My blue plate special five star locks are coming.
2: Come get these locks,
0: five-star master lock. Lock it up. You want these locks? I'm 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 living and dying every every point every cover. All right, let's um, let's go out and get a, a tournament win here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Well, let's just start right off the top here. The the the, the first game we got is. What do we call this? The New Orleans Bowl, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Troy versus North Texas. Um, I'm picking North Texas uh, plus seven. Oh, nice. And I'm giving this two uh, a, a two units play here. A um, couple reasons I like North Texas here. One, what's the better conference, Sunbelt or CUSA?
2: Conference USA.
0: Agreed. I like North Texas. Like I like who they've played over the course of the year better. Troy, really what this boils down to, yes, yes, they've beaten the teams in the Sunbelts. Um but that's not that doesn't that doesn't pack a lot of punch. That doesn't bring you a lot of resume builders. Yes, they beat LSU. Um and 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 I think honestly that that is a part of the reason why they're getting a little bit overvalued here. Um, I, I do think Troy's a good team. Don't get me wrong, but they're also got their best cornerback, Blaze Brown, is out. Not a great team to be missing your best starting cornerback. They're missing another starting uh, safety. Uh, I, I just think you know two two relatively similar teams uh, from a from a talent perspective. I like the team that's a little more battle tested over the course of the year, week in week out. I'll take North Texas plus seven. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm I'm glad we got it at seven. I had it written down in my notes as six and a half. I'll take that half of a point. Absolutely. Um, I I think we might also have some Troy wide receivers that are out too. And Troy's banged
0: up. Yeah. Troy's Troy's yeah.
1: banged up. Uh, North Texas is a good football team. I uh, I'm on I'm on this I'm on this as a as a four-star play, this is wow. this is one of my uh, and I think that you know this is this is something that um, Tom, I'm sure you're going to hit on too. But the this feels like a good fade the public moment. North Texas gets uh, gets pantsed by FAU in the Conference USA championship game. Average Joe looks at Troy, remembers that Troy beat LSU earlier this year. Probably not a lot of research into uh, the health or even knowledge of the names of. Uh, of these different players so i i i tend to think that this is uh this might be one of the savviest spots on the early slate uh is to take north texas in the points
2: yeah and that's why i'm also on north texas so we have lock unity Woo! but different points because i've got it at five units i'm going the full the full monte here wow i I As you touched on, Chip, bowl season is a great time to essentially fade the public because there's a lot more public action on games that there normally wouldn't be because, you know, like on a, on a typical Saturday during the regular season, there's not going to be a lot of casual fans walking up to the window and placing a bet on North Texas and Troy. During bowl season, when there's only a couple games going on every day, there's a lot more action on it. And just during bowl season since 2006 – Underdogs have covered 53% of the time, which isn't like a, you know, you can't just blindly bet underdogs, but it's a good starting point, and it's good something to look at and give you an idea of where you want to start. And then also unranked teams cover against ranked teams 57% of the time, but that doesn't really apply to this game. But still, I like fading the public in bowl season. The public is very much on Troy right now, and I think that North Texas is a team that, you know, is going to be able to move the ball up and down the field through the air against Troy a lot easier than it was able to against FAU because I mean FAU beat the hell out of North Texas in that the CUSA game but FAU beat the hell out of pretty much everybody played in Conference USA and I, I think Conference USA is a better conference than the Sun Belt. I think North Texas is probably a slightly better team than Troy so if you're going to give me a touchdown on it I don't know if North Texas is winning this game but I feel very confident that they're going to cover it obviously
1: yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I mean, it's, it's exciting. It is so exciting to see that, uh, that we've got some Lock Unity here.
2: I am a boot guy.
1: In the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, coming up next on the schedule and to review, that is Lock Unity, a, a five-unit play for Tom, four-unit play for Chip, two-unit play for Barton. To the mothership. Oh, yeah. You know Aaron Taylor is going to be on the call, so we're going to be talking about uh, the Big Uglies up front. Uh, It is Western Kentucky. It is Georgia State, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday kickoff on CBS Sports Network from Orlando. Uh, Tom, I'm going to let you get first crack at this one. What's the side that you like and what kind of value are you placing on it?
2: I like Georgia State plus six and a half. Um, it's goes, you know, we just had another conference USA sunbelt issue where I was on the conference USA side and now I'm flipping sides and going with the sunbelt team against the conference USA team. But that's mostly because I don't think Western Kentucky's very good. I don't think Western Kentucky has been good at all this season. The times that I've seen them play, they've been very unimpressive. And I think this is a Georgia state team at, at the minimum, this is a program that's never won a bowl game. And one of those things that you have to deal with and worry about in picking bowl games is the motivation for particular teams, because you don't always know how teams are going to respond. Like going to the Cure Bowl for Western Kentucky might not be that exciting, especially when a lot of the players on this team have been to the Bahamas before for a bowl game. So go to the Cure Bowl, not nearly up there on the scale, whereas Georgia State, they've never won a bowl game. They don't care what bowl they're going to. They want to win a bowl game. So you know that there is, you know, there's motivation on that side and while Georgia state's biggest problem this year on defense has been that, you know, it's, it's had difficulties stopping the pass and Western Kentucky's a good passing team. And that causes me to be a bit concerned. Western Kentucky's defense is worse. At least Georgia state can stop the run a little bit. Western Kentucky has been bad against the run and the pass. So that seems to be like a problem for me. And also this is another case where the public is very heavily on Western Kentucky. So, with that in mind, I like Georgia State plus six and a half, and I'm making it a five-unit play as
1: well.
0: Woo! <laughs> wow! This is – see, I the way I'm planning on doing this is I'm playing small ball here with these low-level conferences and, and ramping it up as we get into the teams I'm a little more familiar with. This is where Tom Fernelli operates, man. Down here <laughs> with these Sunbelt teams, he throws the five units on it. I love it.
1: Um, all right, so where are, are we punching you in at six and a
2: half or six? Where do you want uh, to get it's it? Currently, it's six and a half, so right. that's so, where I'm taking it. <laughs> five unit play
1: on the Panthers plus six and a half. Uh, clearly valuing curable experience here for the two-time curable yes. participants, Georgia State Panthers. Barton, what's your side in this game?
0: Uh. I'm playing over 53 and a half all right um, western Kentucky doesn't really run the football anymore they don't even really try it doesn't seem like um, Mike White still has NFL aspirations I think you, you know he'll be he'll be motivated to put up a big showing in this game um, you know Georgia State seems to be very confident in in scoring points and moving the football against a team that's heavy in man coverage, uh, Western Kentucky runs a lot of man coverage, Penny Hart, a really good wide receiver for Georgia State, is healthy. Um, this matchup seems to be one that Connor Manning, the Georgia state quarterback has some opportunity to, to find some, um, some success. So I'm rolling with over 53 and a half. Um, I like the Georgia State side if I had to pick one, so I like Tom's pick. But but I'm just going a one-unit play on over 53-and-a-half, betting on points in the Cure Bowl.
2: Locked. Yeah, my, my predicted score for the game is 31-28, so I think the over is the right play as well.
1: Damn. Well, I'm glad it's a one-unit play because we got a lock fight, and I'm on the under. Uh-oh. I'm going uh, Western Kentucky, Georgia State, under 53-and-a-half, uh, kind of thinking atmosphere. Kind of think Georgia state's kind of been i ah, I don't have it pulled up right now Georgia state's had some some solid unders this year, right? Has Georgia state been a good under team? do yeah, I have that for the most part yeah um yeah i don't I don't have a, a good read on this game at all, so that's why I've made it a once a one uh, a one unit play so we'll we'll be battling Barton, but uh okay. <laughs> we'll be battling over Dude, one unit you
0: know, you're not giving me much i mean that that's so this sounds like you basically rolled into this thing and just you saw a fairly low number and just wanted to wanted to feel some sweats
1: actually well actually i i, I took it initially under 51 and a half so the fact that it's going the other way i'm just going to say it makes me more confident <laughs>
2: <laughs> now <laughs> I mean, you're just getting value
1: yeah now i'm just getting valued i just this is uh i my my like line on this one was um like i'm this is mike sanford's first time putting together uh bowl prep as a head coach and sometimes one of my bowl picking tenants is picking against first time head coaches in those first bowl opportunities just just for the novelty factor could be I mean that could be uh that could be way off but uh but we will see kind of feel like
0: point go ahead to your well to your point Chip. I was just looking it up it looks like Georgia State's hit on under five of their last six games
1: so. so my hunch, my hunch was right. Let's let's keep it rolling, baby. Um, yeah. All right. Speaking of under, as we go out to the Las Vegas Bowl, with especially with the news that Royce Freeman will be uh, sitting this one out, uh, I like my side here. Oregon Boise State under fifty nine and a half. Uh, I I feel like this is going to be a game where, like the one thing that makes me nervous is if the, it's close. Like the best thing that I think that can happen to this under play is to think that oregon is going to cover the spread but that oregon's also going to be in control for most of the game and uh and boise state's not going to be able to get much offense going because i i got like the one uh thing that's keeping me from making this higher than a three unit play and it is uh under fifty nine i'm taking this as a three unit play is the idea that both of these teams can get into some this this game could get a little shoot outy. You know, this this game if it's close and if they both start uh you know taking shots down the field, uh it could get a little bit wacky and weird. Uh the Las Vegas Bowl has at times, but I'm thinking that this will be more uh of one where Oregon uh can, gets out maybe to an early lead and controls the game, runs the ball a lot. Uh, I don't think that that Oregon's going to all of a sudden not be able to run the ball. Uh With Benoit and Brooks James in the backfield, so Royce Freeman out, I like it even better. Give me Oregon Boise State under fifty nine and I'll take it as a three unit play.
2: Do you mind if I do you a favor? Go for it. it's up to sixty one and a half. jeez,
1: yeah, I'll lock it in at sixty one and a half.
2: <laughs> it moved two points in the last twenty four hours
1: is that reverse line movement after losing a I don't know. Goodness I, gracious! You know,
2: my my honest guess is that um, everybody sees Oregon. Oh, and they're just we got to remember who's betting these games during bowl season, so everybody just sees Oregon and thinks they score a lot of points.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I see this even like you know with the, I don't think that Oregon is not going to be able to run their offense. I mean, obviously with Mario Cristobal promoted to head coach and uh, Marcus Arroyo retained as the offensive coordinator moving forward, it's not like it's not like they're going to be shifting away from their scheme or anything like that. I just, I think that this is a game where Oregon can, uh, can run the ball and win. And I don't, I don't know that, you know, as long again, as long as we don't get a shootout, I feel like this game's decided, you know, in the mid fifties
2: works for me because guess what, what I'm also on the under in this game. Is it another five-star play? It's a five-star play. (laughs) Holy cow. You're going to notice that I have a certain strategy with my picks, but I'm going with the under here because, as you mentioned, Royce Freeman is out, and I think that will definitely affect Oregon's ability to score and also just I don't know if, you know, we've never seen Mario Cristobal as the head coach running this offense, so we don't know for sure exactly how aggressive or how conservative they'll be. Things might change a little bit. We can't say for certain, but bigger key to me is on the other team, Alexander Madison, Boise State's leading rusher. They're running back. He might not play either. He's questionable with an ankle injury of his own, and there's a lot of uncertainty whether he's going to be available for this game. And I like the under even if he does play, considering he'll be still on a somewhat you know, less than 100% ankle. But if he doesn't play... I really like it because Boise State's not like Oregon where they have a stable of running backs on the roster that have been getting plenty of touches throughout the season. Madison's basically been the show at running back for the Broncos this year. So without him, they've got a lot of untested um, talent back there that we haven't really seen in such a role playing such a key part of the offense. So, And I also like both defenses. Jim Levitt, still at Oregon. Boise State's defense, as always, still salty. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points in this game. I do think it'll be close. I'm scared of the spread because I don't know for sure which way it'll go. But I do think that an under sixty-one and a half is going to be quite comfortable. Barton,
0: all right, under guys. I, I'm I'm taking a side. I'm going to go Oregon minus seven. Uh, this is the this is the one stat that's the most compelling and kind of the maybe the craziest stat anywhere. Uh, Oregon's points per game. With Justin Herbert at quarterback. 52 points per game. Points per game without 15. Mm. Justin Herbert is healthy. Yeah. Justin Herbert has played well the last couple weeks. Um, Boise State, I continue to have my doubts about. They've just been a little bit too inconsistent for my taste throughout the year. Uh, Oregon you know, as there, there's yes, they lost their head coach, but Got a Mario lot of Crystal continuity,
1: Ball, like a lot of continuity right
0: now. A lot of continuity. Mario Cristobal, if, if there's if there's one thing we know he can do, he can uh, he can he can circle the wagons. Uh, and I think I just think they will be I'll be the motivated, prepped, ready to roll. Uh, I like them winning big. I think I think Oregon rolls it up on, on Boise State mm, this I, I agree with two, you two units two unit play for me uh,
1: Boise State has not been tr- very trustworthy this season
0: no no and uh, yeah I, I, I like Boise State when you look like, like what they lost to Fresno State two weeks ago I know that was sort of a meaningless game um, you know the, I didn't think the Mountain West was overly impressive this year uh, I, I still have some, like, really ugly visions of some early season performances that I saw, and, and so all that may be jading my, my my perspective a little bit. But Oregon's good. When Justin Herbert's there, Oregon's good, and, and Justin Herbert's under center.
2: All right. Uh,
1: Barton, let's get back to you for the New Mexico Bowl, Colorado State and Marshall.
0: Uh, so you said I'm up?
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: all right. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Marshall plus five and a half. Ooh. One unit play. So another one I don't I don't feel super confident about, but really what this boiled down to is so it's it's really good offense, not very good defense. That's Colorado State against really good defense, not very good offense, that's Marshall. Uh, however when you look at Marshall and, and, and I look, I think most people probably could not name you a Marshall player, uh, but most casual college football fans. <clears throat> they've got a pretty good quarterback in Chase Litton. <clears throat> but if you look at what they've done over the course of the year, like their their losses are pretty excusable. They lost to NC State in week two. They lost to FIU, who's a, who's a good team. They lost by five to Florida Atlantic, one of the closest games Florida Atlantic had during the latter half of the season. Two points to a, a solid UTSA team, one point to a good USM team. Don't get me wrong; like that, that's not impressive, but that's that's competent to me. And I think in a close game, in in a in a pretty evenly matched game, um, I like Marshall to just kind of make it ugly, keep it close. And and you'll if you're gonna give me points, I'll I'll take them. So I like Marshall, and this is another one. Like I think everybody sees the Blitnikoff, um, you know, candidate, uh, and and Michael Gallup. They they see the big numbers that Colorado State has put up. Um, I I would think that there's going to be more public on the Colorado State side. I, I just sort of like the feel of Marshall here. Um, obviously I'm not super confident with only one unit, but I'll take the points.
1: You say the results are excusable, but Marshall played in some horrendous football games this year, Barton. <laughs> 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 You're right. They they do like to muck it up. Um, yes. Yeah, they've, they've played in some doozies this year. Uh, all right, before I go, Tom, what's your pick here?
2: Uh, I'm on the under, 58. I'm, I'm a bit concerned because Marshall can't run the ball and Colorado State can't defend the pass, which could lead to tragedy as far as the under is concerned. But I just, yeah, I've... Every time I've seen Marshall this year, it's been one of those mucking it up games where it's just like, oh, God, there's there's no way I I, I don't trust either side of the line here. I don't really trust the total. I'm taking the under relying on principles here because I just think 58 is a touch too high because I don't know how many points Marshall will actually be able to score. But I don't know how many points Colorado State will be able to score against him either. So it makes the spread guessing difficult. So it's a one point play on the under 58. Oh,
1: wow. Okay, so after uh, a trio of five-unit plays, Tom out here with the one-unit play on the under. Uh, this is a two-unit play for me. I am, uh, unfortunately, going a little Joe Public here. I'm going to go with uh, Nick Stevens and that passing attack. I think that if there is a, a side here, um, that this might be a, one of those games. Like oh, You mentioned the NC State game. like Marshall, for about a half, was Picking NC State's secondary apart, like things were humming in the for like two two and a half quarters, and then after halftime, NC State settled in and uh, and they made the corrections. But I I'm almost tempted to take the over and think that Colorado State, because of its bad defense, can get Marshall into a game it's not really suited for. One that Colorado State would be very very suited for, and end up winning by a touchdown. Uh, but I probably feel more confident with the in that scenario, thinking that Colorado State might win by a touchdown. Not too confident, only a two unit play, but I'm gonna go Colorado State. Ray I started my season picking Nick Stevens and Mike Bobo and uh and the Rams. I'm I'm gonna finish finish my uh my run with Colorado State doing the same. So I'll 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 take it. Let's go.
0: Where where let's see. This is the what bowl is this?
1: The New Mexico Bowl.
0: New Mexico Bowl all right, 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 okay. Uh yeah. Man, this game is so stupid. I, like, there's four different sides. I, like, there's not any of the four that I would feel like that I would think is a bad play or or a good play for that matter. Like, I just I don't know. I I feel like I'm just guessing with Marshall. So I, if I could throw zero units on this one, I would. But I got to play it. So there's my one unit.
1: The big winner here is sweatshirts. Because it is the Gildan New Mexico Bowl. Dabo Sweeney is, them. yeah. Dabo is actually the mascot. He's, hey, he's, I want to
0: switch my pick. Okay, I, I want to go Colorado State minus five and a half. Right. I just I can I can envision myself sitting there watching that game as Marshall just sort of mucks around and and. And, and there's like a little bit of speed and fluidity in that Colorado State side and they start getting to clicking under Bobo's offense and I could just see myself furious at myself <laughs> for playing this anonymous Marshall team um, I feel like that was sort of like the the savvy anti play but I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put myself in that position just well, give me the Colorado State game give me let me root for Michael Gallup fade routes
2: I would take I would go five star lock on the over of five gildan commercials with blake shelton <laughs> <But> <laughs>
0: okay. as far
2: as far as the public action on here i mean yeah there's more public on colorado state right now but it's really not that it's not no, like it's a not. wide gap it's 58 42 so yeah that's, that's
0: which is surprising to me but yeah it's you're
2: right uh i guess public remembers the movie we are marshall they're big matthew mcconaughey fans the uh or or they
1: just think that it like rakeem cato is still the quarterback like <laughs> that you happens. Know,
0: chase Litton has had some huge performances in his in his career. They just haven't come this year. So I'm not really sure what's going on with Marshall. Maybe they they've lost some receivers or uh or what, but they've he's a guy that's put up big numbers in the past. Um just hadn't been this fall.
1: Speaking of picking games a little bit blind, or not picking games blind, but picking games uh where you gotta feel a little uncomfortable. I'm I Tom, you might have five units on it because uh just because you're a strong, strong willed man like that, but man, Middle Tennessee and, and Arkansas State in the Camellia Bowl. Uh three what was it is it at three and a half right now? Yeah. Three and a half yep. in favor of Arkansas State. Uh it's another Sun Belt Cusa uh kind of game. And uh I'm <laughs> i mean i've these are these are two pretty strong under teams and so uh i'm gonna lock in the under are we at 62 63 and a half oh yeah let's go uh yeah i'm gonna go arkansas state middle tennessee under 63 and a half four units let's go let's sweat
2: Uh, wow What what do you think tom i'm also on the under very same reason but i'm only going one unit because for me, Arkansas State this season has been a strange team. i it, I've seen it struggle at t- you know it's it's it it's two it's first, you know, it's got losses to Nebraska, which at the time, You know, seven point loss to Nebraska on the road, you're like, hey, you know, Arkansas State could be in for something special. But as the year went on, you're kind of like, well, they probably should have beaten Nebraska. (laughs) And then they lost 44 to 21 to SMU, which is understandable. But then they've got that South Alabama loss on the road, 24 19. And then they lost the end of the, you know, the final game of the regular season was a loss to Troy, which is perfectly excusable. But this is just a team that at times I feel like it's a good Sun Belt team. But it hasn't really been as good as I've kind of grown accustomed to as far as competing within its own conference. It hasn't looked as dominant and as clearly better than a lot of its conference counterparts, which has been the case often in the last few years. And I'm just not as confident in them this year. But then on the other side, Middle Tennessee is kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. Some weeks they look good, some weeks they look absolutely awful. So it's hard for me to go with the spread. So I'm just following the trend of unders, but I also fear that both of these defenses, at times, you know, have shown the capability of giving up points in bunches. So, I am going with right. the under, but I don't mm-hmm. want to go five point What's a camellia, play on it. By the way, it's I a flower. It's a flower, yeah.
1: It's a flower that I would imagine is native to the Birmingham area or Montgomery area.
2: It only grows in Montgomery.
1: Hey, shout out to Raycom. This is, Raycom does have a bowl. For all my people out there that uh that love the uh the old Raycom Jefferson Pilot local broadcast from back in the day. Before we had this OTT and Watch ESPN, we watched it on <laughs> local television thanks to Raycom and Jefferson Pilot. Uh what do you have Barton?
0: I'm going to take the side and go with the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State. Woo! Um so I guess part of my, my my thought process here is is one this is another you know I feel a little bit better about a, a CUSA USA than a a sun belt um, I also think so Brent stock still is healthy the quarterback release he's playing he's he's had he's been banged up over the course of the year he's missed several games MtSU a lot better when he's under center <clears throat> and If 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 you haven't, if you're not familiar with Brent Stockstill, this kid's a, he is a winner. I I did a story (laughs) with him before the season last year, like he's he's going to be Lincoln Riley. Like after his college career, he's going to, he'll be a coach and he's going to shoot up the ranks. I promise you, just a really impressive kid. So I'm I'm sort of a little bit biased there, just just kind of knowing him and and knowing the way he competes. I, I like them with him under center. MTSU was really improved this year defensively with Scott Schaefer as their defensive coordinator making that change, and I, I just think that in this spot here, um, you know they've they're they're getting healthy. Richie James is out, I believe, so that hurts. But I, I just I got a little more confidence in MTSU um, to to pull one together. Um, it's a one unit play, so. Not not going to over-explain it, but but I'll take MTSU.
1: Hey, if you think Middle Tennessee is going to win that ball game, uh, I I like taking it with uh, with the three and a half.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, because that's basically what you think, right? Sounds like it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, look, I think it's a, I think it'll be a close game, so I think it could go either way. But I think MTSU's got a pretty good shot at winning it, and so I'll take I'll take points in that case.
1: All right, we're uh, we're going down to the uh, the cherry pop tart, cherry bundy. <laughs> Pop cherry, uh Boca Raton Bowl. Are we all on the lane train?
2: Yes. I mean who dares
1: who dares stand in the way of the lane train?
0: I don't know, man. If if you got the if you got the onions to take Akron in this spot <laughs> <laughs> uh, congratulations. Have fun with that. Um uh, that's like I looked at just sort of some of the you know yards per play offense yards per play defense points per game like um
2: Akron I mean, don't hold up well in no, comparison
0: no it is not pretty um they're going to be right there in Boca Lane will, you know Lane will be able to hit his favorite night spot the night before to get his you know get loosened and lathered up and I think Akron I think FAU just absolutely stomps
2: Akron
1: uh, yep. Yeah, Tom.
2: Uh, FAU minus twenty two and a half, five points. Let's go. <laughs> How many uh, units are you at, uh, Barton? I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm being kind of a a wuss here. I'm going two. I've got three. So I'm that all is, ones
2: and twos. This that week. is a
1: combined ten units on the lane train from the twenty four seven sports college football locks gang.
2: Locks, well, I just. Unity. I think what's important to mention is that. Lane is a coach that is going to be very much aware of what the spread is. And Lane is a coach that also probably didn't get as much interest from other schools as he was hoping to get this winter. And I think Lane is going to want to send a message in this one. And I I, I expect that there'll be plenty of motivation on his part. And therefore, his team will be motivated to, you know, take care of an Akron team that won its division in the MAC, but wasn't exactly a powerful division winner.
1: I feel like they don't even need extra motivation to cover this spread. Like, I, no. I, I think, I think that just like he, he could promise them star Wars tickets and th- that like, he'd be like, all right, boys, if y'all win by 24, I'm going to rent out the whole movie theater. We're going to go watch star Wars. And then they'd be able to go out and beat them 51 to 14.
2: Would that be an NCAA violation?
1: I don't know. Doesn't that always happen? When uh, we always see the viral videos during fall camp where it's like the end of camp and everybody, they think they're having to come out for gassers, but then they get surprised by an ice cream truck. And then the school's videographer is there and then the content machine has to blog it up.
2: I just, yeah, I I can't wait. If that happens, I can't wait to the, you know, the, writing the story about how the NC FAU admitted to secondary violations on Tuesday, finding out that Lane Kiffin had taken the team to see Star Wars. <laughs>
1: Hey, it wouldn't be the first time he's had to uh, him or anyone in that staff has had to flirt with NCAA <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And then,
2: then the whole narrative will be, "Oh, Lane's cheating again."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, I mean, like, what do we think the score is? I think 51-14. Seriously, that's that's th- calling my shot.
2: Yeah, I I, I have like 49-14 ish, something like that. I'm right there with you.
0: 48-14 sounds about right. That was what I was going to say. Like,
1: like so. I got kind of no score. I don't think they're going to get shut out. But uh yeah. won't score the, much.
2: The crazy thing will be when you watch the difference. I mean, for it's it, it'll be strange to see in a Conference USA mat game. Like, you won't believe the difference in as far as, like, team speed is concerned between these two teams. Oh, I know. Because they use just a little bit <laughs> faster than
1: Akron. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. That's, this is – and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. C- scenario, everything else. Hey, listen – if if Akron covers, it might be the biggest upset of the bowl season. Like seriously, that would that it's, would mean something went horribly wrong for FAU.
0: It's funny how big that line is, and yet how there's no like there's just no hesitation in taking FAU. Like, that's a big line, and it's moved up. I think it opened at seventeen. It's jumped up like five and a half points, just begging people to stop taking Florida
2: Atlantic. And they're not. They're, <laughs> they're going. Yeah. That's the thing. This is like I I'm very much going against my whole principle of fading the public in bowl season just because i don't care about it that, that this it, you look at this matchup nope you're taking fau that's, <laughs> that's the only right play you can take akron and cross your fingers and pray that fading the public works out but it really won't be a result of that as much as it'll just be something went wrong on fau's part
1: i enjoy uh you know the emotional exercise of the undersweats but i think that taking akron would actually be torture like just just having to sit there, know, knowing that you are one play away from a touchdown anytime FAU has the ball.
2: Yeah, and you're down twenty-one nothing at the end of the first quarter, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh god.
0: <laughs> hey Chip, throw a couple more logs on the fire for me, man. Bump me up to a four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get let's get let's get nasty. I actually did so I, last week when I did the Army Navy pregame show for the. Digital broadcast in, in Fort Lauderdale. They asked me to give my five locks at the bowl season. This was one of them. So if I'm going to say it's one of my five locks, that's a little bit. Uh,
1: it's a you got to be making a four uh, unit play.
0: Yeah, you can't roll with two. That's uh, that's not setting a very good precedent.
1: All right. When we circle back, we will be beginning with uh, next Thursday's games. This is going to be the final one for this show. Uh, Wednesday night. It will be Louisiana Tech and SMU in the Frisco Bowl. Uh, This has a lot of interesting wrinkles on the SMU side. Sonny Dykes will be taking over for Chad Morris immediately. He was introduced as the head coach over the weekend, and he has, uh, I think he had, by the time he was introduced, like eight days uh, to prepare for what will ultimately be a bowl game that is just a quick bus ride away from campus. Um, So Sonny Dykes is going to come in and he's going to start his coaching career right now. And he's got an SMU team that has been known to put up some points. And Louisiana Tech, also one uh, that has been putting some big numbers on the board at times, are over under 70. SMU minus five on the line. Uh, Tom, what's your side here?
2: I like Louisiana Tech plus five. I'm only making it a one-unit play. But it's, you know... The reason I don't want to go too high on it is because for SMU, this is basically a home game for the, the stadium is like a few miles away from campus. It's about a 15, 20 minute drive for most fans to get there. So you have to figure that the crowd's going to be on SMU side, but with Sonny Dykes, you know, like you said, he's only got eight days to prepare, so you have to figure it's he's not going to really be able to put together a great game plan for him in eight days, having to go through everything. He's got to get to know his team, let alone put together a bowl schedule and get everybody prepped for the game. But mostly it's because SMU's past defense has been bad all season long, and they're going to be without top cornerback Jordan Wyatt. So I think that they're probably going to be able to give up points at an alarming rate, and because of that, I'll take the five extra points if I can get them. So I'm I'm taking Louisiana Tech. I actually have Louisiana Tech winning straight up as well, but I'm not confident in that at all. I'm barely confident in the plus five. So it's a one star or a one unit play.
0: All right, Barton. Yeah, I'm I'm actually on the other side. I'm doing I'm going one side as one star as well. Um, but I'm going with the SMU. I think they're the better team. I think that when You know, so often, um, you know, we want to overthink the coaching stuff, and it gets us in trouble. And I think regardless of who's coaching SMU, they're still going to be the better team. Um, I, you know, SMU's got some pretty good pass rushers up front. Uh, Justin Lawler being one of them, and Louisiana Tech has not been very good uh, protecting the passer, so... I think when you throw that in there on the defensive side of the ball, and you consider that their offense should be able to uh, generate some points, I, I, I like SMU minus the five. That's a, it's a heavy. This is a heavy public play, so you know feel great about that. But that, that's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll take a couple of those. Um, and so I like it. The, the one I, I will say this: I want to. I'm, I'm excited to see Louisiana Tech. They've got a kid named Ameek Robertson uh, at, at corner. had four interceptions this year, true freshman. Um, he is, he's like a little Tyron Matthew type of guy, fun guy to watch. I'm intrigued to see what he's going to do against those big receivers that, that SMU has got. Um, I, I just, I was a really big fan of his coming out of high school. Uh, he, I saw him compete at a camp where he had a torn ACL the whole time without even knowing it. And he was unbelievable. Um, just a kid that's just like a scrapper. So I, I'm, I'm rooting for that guy, but I, I think SMU's got too much for them.
1: This was a little bit of, uh, at least in, according to recent history, a little bit of a step back for Louisiana Tech, but I'm going to follow the trends of Skip Holtz and his staff getting the Bulldogs ready to play. 3-0 and in the last three years, in the last bowl appearances, win, wins in the heart of Dallas, New Orleans, and Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, you know, we talk about the coaching angles. I'm not as much fading Sonny Dykes or SMU as much as I'm riding uh, Skip Holtz's 5-3 and three overall bowl record in recent history with Louisiana Tech. So I've got Louisiana Tech plus 5. I've got them as my on-the-field winner. And it's my five-star play this week. Go oh. Bulldogs. Wow. All right. Yeah. I th- I, th- I think that uh, – and like I, w- I was going back – I think that they also play pretty well. Like, uh, you know, beat Navy in the Armed Forces Bowl. Let's see. Beat – Illinois in the heart of Dallas bowl beat Arkansas mm-hmm. state by about 19 in the new Orleans bowl. Yeah. I, I I like the recent history here. Let's uh let's see if it continues. Let's ride Nobody it. Gets baby. His
2: team ready for a bowl game like skip Holtz.
1: Nobody gets his team ready for the bowl game like skip Holtz, which was why he got fired from South Florida. Cause they never got to bowl games.
2: Yeah, I know it's he just, he couldn't get, he couldn't get them ready.
1: Hey, you want to know what's funny? Uh, he did go to one bowl game with uh, South Florida and they won it, and you know who they beat? They beat Clemson, and it almost got Dabo fired. <laughs> Coming out of the 2010 season, Clemson had just lost to B.J. Daniels in South Florida in the Meineke Car Care, now known as the re- Belk Bowl. I remember and that bowl. Dabo was on the hot seat. Everybody was wondering if Dabo could get it done, and then he came back in 2011, and they won the ACC and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, what a breakthrough season. And then West Virginia hung 70 on them. And then they, hired, then they fired Kevin Steele, hired Brent Venables. The rest is history. Go Tigers.
2: And I remember how Kevin Steele was a horrible off defensive coordinator after that, too. <laughs> and now he's at Auburn. And it's like Kevin Steele's a great defensive coordinator. He should,
1: he should be Tennessee's next head coach. He should, why is he getting a head coaching spot?
2: Yeah. I love when the narrative changes on coaches based on their last game.
1: All right. To review. Um Barton, he's got two units on North Texas plus seven, one unit on the over in Western Kentucky and Georgia State, uh 53 and a half, two units on Oregon minus seven, one unit on Colorado State minus five and a half, one unit on Middle Tennessee plus three and a half, four units on the lane train, FAU minus twenty-two and a half, and one unit on SMU minus five. Tom, he's got five units on North Texas plus seven. Five units on Georgia State, plus six and a half. Five units on Oregon Boise, under 61 and a half. One unit on Colorado State, Marshall, <laughs> under 58. One unit on Arkansas State, Middle Tennessee, under 63 and a half. Five units on the lane train. One unit on Louisiana Tech, plus five. Chip, four units on North Texas, plus seven. One unit on the Western Kentucky Georgia State, under 53 and a half. Three units on the under in Oregon Boise at 61 and a half. Two units on Colorado State Rams minus five and a half. Four units on the Arkansas State Middle Tennessee under 63 and a half. Three units on the lane train and five units on Skip Holtz and those Louisiana Tech Bulldogs plus five. Whew. I like this postseason format, Barton. Good notes and, uh, and, and thanks to you for, uh, for bringing this to the, to the council as a as a good way to, to re rack them.
0: Well, you know the this time of year, every last opportunity to gamble is cherished, and so we <laughs> yes. got to have multiple opinions on every game. No, no skipping around. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give him the juice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he is Barton Simmons. You can follow him on Twitter and yell at him about his picks at Barton Simmons. He is Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Uh, again, we will be back next week to take you from the games on December 21st. Uh, let's just say through the 28th, maybe 28th or 29th. So it will be a little bit of a bigger show. And then uh, after that – we will get into the games on the thirtieth, the first, um, and which will include the college football playoff, and uh, and and so yeah, we got a lot of different strategies, you know, warming up. I guess. Do you already have a five star side in the college football playoff semifinals, Barton?
0: I, w- I think I will by the time we get there. I'm 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 letting it marinate, but I'm getting there.
1: Oh, I just know that by the time we get there, I'm going to be throwing hail marys, so I'm, I'm sure everyone's gonna be five star pick. Uh, Should be good. Gentlemen, thank you very much.